let's kick things off. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Already got a, a great, uh, uh, you know, good amount of people in the room ready to listen in on our topics today of Major League Rugby and more. Specifically, uh, Atlanta Rugby and Chicago Hounds. Hello again, everybody. This is a USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. Again, thank you so much for joining us. As usual, here to talk about what else? You know, MLR. We we talk about USA Rugby. We talk about USA Rugby Sevens. Everything on this show, but tonight it's MLR night to get updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby, Major League Rugby, and more. Follow Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning here on Twitter and other social media channels. Do us a favor though, share this show with your friends. Uh, the more, the merrier. You know, the more we get in this room, the the, the more fun it is for all of us to do this and uh, get input from you guys as well. And we do also love to get your questions for our guests and for myself and and my. My co-host, John Fitzpatrick. And speaking of that, let's go to it. My co-host from Rugby Morning, John Fitzpatrick, is here. Hey, Fitz, what's going on? Bill, good evening. Good evening to everyone. Bill, I, I really enjoyed your smooth jazz voice at the beginning. Those who, <laughs> who just joined. I think the next year yeah. you might have to do the entire show in that voice. That would be great. Oh, only if I can get like some weird horns behind me or, you know, <laughs> something, some some drum track that just like, what is he playing? Is that a 18? I don't know. I don't even know drums. I can't say it. <laughs> he'll, be the, he'll be the whole hour. So what's your next question for our guest? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, so physics, I hear you might be, your, uh, you're going to be co-hosting another podcast. I feel like you're cheating on me. What's going on? <laughs> Bill, I'm sorry you had to hear it this way and not directly earlier. Yeah, I've been invited to uh, and have started co-hosting an Old Glory DC fan well, makes podcast. Sense. I, I'm in the DC area, but Bill, I got to toss it back to you. I hear you're going to be joining an MLR fantasy league. What's that all about? Oh man, done. I'm in. I I, yes. I don't I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, let's, <laughs> if you ever see my my track record with football or whatever else, yeah, let's just that that poop emoji that someone's been talking about online that's going to be next to my name before you know it uh all for fun i, I think it's actually great i it's it's uh I i'm gonna i'm gonna mention this to our first guest here but i was as you and i talked about i i was with i worked for the atlanta braves for a, a long time and i was in a baseball uh fantasy league with them and it's quite different when you're going to actually talk to the players who are on your fantasy league team <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so you, so you can walk up to ryan Clasco or whoever else and say hey man i, I need a couple home runs out of you now what do you think <laughs> Doesn't and they're all in the same leagues too, which is hilarious. But I think it's time for us to get right into. It. What do you think? Let's do it. I'm excited for this hour. All right. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Um, so let's just get around to our first guest. Uh, she's joining us from Atlanta, which just mentioned as well. Uh, none other than Rugby Atlanta's or Rugby ATL's president, Amanda Windsor White. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be here. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what's new? <laughs> there's a lot of new news in that's true that's true so let's just get it let's just get over with let's just talk about this right now obviously it's a hot topic with fans and whatever else so let's just let's just talk about branding and we're going to talk about this for a minute or two when we want to get on to the team the the season and all that and you as the president as well in this league so you recently you know you received let's just call it a bit of heat for the team's rebranding. I'm, I'm sure you're confident the fans who don't like it will come around eventually. But, you know, I, I believe it's been, what, maybe five months in the making. You know, talk to us about why the organization wanted to rebrand and what you were going for as far as tying it into the community of Atlanta. Of course. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's been in the works since approximately last June. Wow. Um, it takes a long time to, you know, um, have conversations with stakeholders um, do your, do research, um, 
make rounds of changes, figure out what the storyline is, what will what will actually con uh, connect to the community and be meaningful and allow us to find a place within this Atlanta sports landscape for rugby ATL. Um, we have relatively low uh, brand awareness in the market. There's a lot of, you know, historical teams here. Mm -hmm. You were talking about how you work for the Braves, mm -hmm. World Series champions. You got UGA, back-to-back -back yeah. World champions, um, college football playoffs. So there's a lot of red and black here, and that's certainly um, historical colors when it comes to Atlanta sports teams. But as right. you think about the sport of rugby and its growth here in the U.S., we, you know, we have to find a spot for ourselves. And in order to do that, we felt one way um, to connect with new fans was to find a way to st stand out from the crowd. Mm -hmm. um, and we did that certainly with um, leaning into the fact that Atlanta is a city in the forest, a city of trees. So uh, picking a very deep, strong green the blue is an electric blue that really speaks to the energy that abounds within the city. And of course, Peach um, claiming Georgia's mm. home. So um, while it is different from the, the traditional red, we still feel like it's deeply connected to um, Atlanta culture. So um, as far as the fan reception, um, I think that had we communicated better with our core loyal fans as to why we were doing this and uh, didn't stumble, stumble out of the gate when it comes to our, our communication strategy, um, we probably would have had a better reception instead of, you know, it being an enormous surprise. So um, we certainly own that. But at the same time, for the fans who um, we invited season ticket holders to come to mm -hmm. our headquarters, told them the story, showed them a new sizzle reel. Um, <laughs> they were very open and excited after they heard the story and the why. So just as there are some fans who are, um, you know, have, have given us a lot of feedback, which we deeply appreciate and hear them through and through, there have also been um, an enormous amount of fans excited uh, for what's ahead. And, and speaking of that fan base, you know, the, um, you know, the feedback came from a very good place. Like you're just saying, you know, very passionate fan base, which is great to have. You, you want that yes. obviously as for any team for, especially for your team, you know, yes. and these are, these are folks who want to see rugby ATL succeed just as much as you do. You know, very much what, so. have, what have you learned about the team's fan base since not just joining the team, but uh, through this uh, specifically? Well, to your point, the point number one is that they care deeply for the team, just like we do. Um, our coaching staff, our players, our ownership, our leadership team, we all absolutely adore this team and know what it can be and what it can mean for the city of Atlanta. I would say that um, it's a very tight-knit community. And um, last year, after new ownership took over from the Callaway family, um, there wasn't a lot of staff on hand. I sat by myself for, for quite some time. So, you know, we were very focused on just putting on game days and um, didn't necessarily have an opportunity to build a relationship with the fans. And we know that it is a very tight knit community. So um, our challenge ahead is to restore trust within that fan base and um, continue to grow uh, the game with youth in our community and yeah just better communicate and create opportunities for them to feel like they're really part of continuing to build this organization amanda you know so oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> quick quick commercial break no, i'm kidding you know amanda, the, the amount of times that bill has done that every time i try and ask a question on the show he does a smooth jazz voice we're, or we're just music. trying to break we're just trying to break the ice a little bit man we're just trying <laughs> 
All right, all right. Sorry, go on. I mean, just just wait until he brings up his rugby playing experience. He finds a way. Oh yeah. Episode of bringing that's, up. That's later. <laughs> you, you, Amanda, you talked a little bit. You talked a little bit about uh, you know gaining trust, right? And I guess as 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 um, in your experience as a as a marketing executive working with you know big national brands, right, and working on maybe some campaigns that went well or didn't went didn't go well. You talked a little bit about trying to re- rebuild or maybe regain trust. Maybe explore a little bit or tell us a little bit more about like what rugby ATL can do, particularly for those fans who may be unhappy and may want to take a step back for a moment. Well, we first things first, our team is looking great for the season. So I think they're going to be excited to see great performance on the pitch. So um, winning certainly uh, will help. Um, but we've invested in the team and we've invested in the game day experience. So when they, when they come back to Silverbacks park, um, we have the entire park to ourselves, parking's less expensive. There's going to be more food and beverage options. Um, we've taken over a merch store. We've um, got more entertainment coming. So they're going to see and feel a different experience and value for what they're getting on our game days. So, um, you know, hopefully they will see that that investment um, just reinforces our commitment to the team and continuing to make their experience better while we bring in new fans. So I think that um, our actions will have to speak louder than our words now. Plus, we just have to work on our communication channels. So, But it, it's really about now um, showing them that um, we're evolving and innovating and just getting better day by day. And let's talk about those fans and innovation as well. You know, you pro- when you t- first took the job, you prioritized three major challenges, you know, expanding the fan base, you know, raising the brand awareness and then creating a rollicking fun uh, with a fan experience, which I think is fun to say. It's only been a year, but how do you think you and the team has handled those challenges? I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's a resilient group. And our core values haven't changed, right? So we still very much live by pace values, which are um, caring about one another, um, being accountable, creating change, and executing on the plan. So those values still very much um, drive what we do every day. Um, I certainly <laughs> certainly leaned lean into that uh, with, yes, creating change, but also being accountable for um, errors. So mm-hmm. um, I think that that certainly um, comes with growth of any organization. And I would say that it comes with the growth of um, each of us as individuals, uh, whether prefer, uh, personally or professionally. So um, I, I think that it would go back to reinstate, or excuse me, reinforcing the resilience and the grit and the bond that exists within our organization. Man, let's talk a little bit about um kind of your role and when you became the the first woman president of a major league rugby club before the season began i guess that was last year um you you were thrown thrown in um and then a a few moments later then head coach scott lawrence unexpectedly resigned probably not the way you wanted to start with rugby atl but what um what was it about taking the role that most interested you when you decided you know i want to step into this this kind of this new league this startup league and and grow this opportunity in Atlanta? Sure. I mean, I've lived in Atlanta for 17 years, so I absolutely love this city, everything that it's about. 
I've worked for um, some of the biggest sports marketing agencies in the world and that Octagon, IMG and Endeavor, mm-hmm. um, cutting across all of their verticals globally, whether it was tennis, golf, pro sports in the US, college sports, fashion, music. And then I got an MBA at Emory uh, here in Atlanta and started working at the Coca-Cola company um, in their sports marketing group on motorsports. So um, I had worked on a lot of different sports and entertainment properties when um, our CEO called, I said, well, there's this great opportunity to build something mm-hmm. going from the behemoth of a, a global brand that is Coke to really a sports startup. I thought I thought was a very interesting challenge to do something meaningful for a group of people here in Atlanta and also for the city of Atlanta. Like I just saw this amazing diamond in the rough, which is exactly, you know, we're going to just help it shine bright here and help it, you know, grow and grow and grow. So I, I think that um, it wasn't just one reason, but I I'm, couldn't be more delighted to be here. Uh, a quick note for the listeners and also for anyone to know, um, we're doing a soft launch tonight. Uh, we're actually streaming this show for the first time on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we haven't told anybody because I'm going to mess it up probably just as much as I played music earlier. But it's a soft role because Twitter only reaches a certain fan base or certain genre, or not genre, demographic. Uh, so we're trying it out tonight. Let's see how it goes. If you're on there, go ahead and uh, leave some messages on those platforms. And if you'd like to leave, if you want to ask a question of our guests, uh, you can go ahead and DM us on those things. And speaking of that, if you're in the room right now, you could also come up and ask a question. You can do so by requesting on the bottom left. Come on up and ask a question, request on the bottom left, and we'll try to get you up here as soon as possible. Uh, with that said, Amanda, you know, uh, let's talk about making waves in the Atlanta sports market. You know, you, you brought it up earlier, competing with the Braves, you know, Falcons, Hawks, United, a bunch of college teams. Um, and going back to you growing up in, I think you grew up in Cleveland, I believe is what I read. Uh, yes. c- crazy sports market, Okay. But can the say, you know, I don't know if the same could be said from Atlanta. And, and this is through my personal experience with the Braves as well. You know, we had a good fan base, but not as crazy as a Chicago, Cleveland, Boston, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, can the same be said about the rugby fan base? You know what? Are you trying to compete? Are you trying to push it, the, uh, the rugby market into that Atlanta sports market, like trying to take market share? Or is that just something like we just don't do yet? Let's just, you know, get people to know the game and then see where we can go from there. Yeah, I think, well, growth is going to come from multiple places, of course, Mm -hmm. getting more kids playing the game and fostering that sort of community that already exists, but helping it grow in Atlanta. But also, yeah, I mean, pushing pushing rugby ATL to the forefront so we can stand shoulder to shoulder. Um, In fact, we now have a seat on the Atlanta Sports Council for the first time. So um, just getting a seat at the table with our peers is extremely important. And listen, we're, we're certainly not going to take the place of the Braves or the Falcons in people's hearts, but we certainly can be a supplement to that, right? Like if, you, if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan and you don't know that Rugby ATL exists, you certainly will soon. And when it's not football season, tune in, come to Silverbacks Park, come try us out. Like generally speaking, you know, of course, the, the folks tuning in tonight, they know and love rugby already and what it stands for, what it means to them. So there's a giant population here that have no idea and we've got to reach them and bring them in. And that's exactly what our mission is. Yeah. You know what? I, I, this, this came to my mind for some reason. Um, I did read something about your brother playing rugby in Atlanta as well. And I, I played and Fitzy loves it when I bring this up. I told you I was going to bring this up. And he doesn't get 
Um, I actually played a moment for the Renegades and then went over to Old White for a while um, and dabbled with life a little bit too, but it wasn't good enough. Anyway, great clubs. You know, Atlanta has a really good, I think, a really good uh, club market. Listen, I want to talk more about that later, but but just for a second, you know, I uh, was talking to some of the guys in the team um, just recently, and they said that your brother actually helped them get a beer sponsorship for Old White. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. did you pick? Did you pick his brain at all before taking this role, or did you <laughs> offer him a job for like, a sponsorship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he played um, for the Austin All Blacks in Texas for multiple uh, years, probably seven years, and then he moved here. Uh, I think he started at Old White and ended at the Renegades, similar to you. Oh, something like that. Teams. Yeah. Um, and he works in the beverage industry, so he's worked in liquor brands, he's worked for distributors, and yeah, he absolutely was a, a source for alcohol partnerships, which certainly made him popular. But, you know, when I got this job, he, you know, couldn't help but think it was ironic, right, that um, I now am, am working professionally in the sport <laughs> that he has loved since he was 18 years old. Um, in fact, he compared it to, um, I rode horses competitively for years and years, and he's like, it would be as if he went to work for the Pasafino Horses Association, which is the type of horses I grew up riding. And uh, so we had a good laugh over that. Um, but yes, I've learned a great deal from him. I, of course, attended his matches, but, you know, I've certainly learned from him, especially as it relates to rugby culture since I started this job. Man, speak- nice. yeah, sorry. Man, speaking as your, in your career as, uh, as an executive, um, is there any... I guess anyone that's that's um, as you've grown and developed um, that has been maybe a mentor or someone who's who's kind of maybe guided or helped you a little bit um, in Major League Rugby, um, having gone through the process themselves. Yeah, our um, the CEO of um, Global Rugby Ventures, Paul Horrigan, was the person that hired me here at Rugby TL. He was also the same person that hired me at the Coca-Cola company. So we worked together there. And um, restaurateur Chris Hall used to be a former minority owner of the team. He and I know each other through mutual friends, but also Giving Kitchen, um, a nonprofit here in Atlanta where we sit on a board together. So, you know, there were ties to the team before I even came on board. But ultimately, it was Paul Horgan that hired me at Coke and then hired me here to run the organization. And he's been um, an incredible mentor as also someone that didn't necessarily come from the rugby space, but learned quickly, got an understanding of the, the sport on a macro global perspective. So he certainly gave me a lot of, um, you know, data and insights, but then also coaching as we um, look to grow this thing here in Atlanta. So absolutely, he played a key role in that and still does. Oh, that's great. Let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, success on the pitch. Um, rugby ATL. Last two years, um, 11 and 5, um, 2021, um, got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Tough, tight match there, unfortunately, came up short. Talk a little bit about the moves uh, the teams made in the offseason. Any players, rugby ATL fans or MLR fans, should be excited about? Yeah, our our performance side is led by um, our head coaches, Steve Brett and Blake Bradford, who um, do an incredible job leading the boys, setting examples. Um, and evolving their style of play. As you mentioned earlier, um, Coach Lawrence was a force at Rugby ATL and just a force in rugby in general and here in this country. So I know that um, 
coaches Brett and Bradford um, have devised their plan for the 23 season, and they're also really excited to get back out on the pitch. They've made some great player acquisitions in the offseason, either through the MLR draft or um, just single acquisitions from other teams around the world. And uh, while we did have a little bit of turnover, I think that um, you know their their approach to building relationships within the players is a little bit of the superpower of like the players themselves. You know, they still um, will say that it's their team bond and the way that they grind it out that um, is the glue that holds them together. And um, of course, sticking to our core values that we mentioned earlier. So on the pitch, we expect and anticipate that you'll see just the same great performance that you've seen in years past, just now in 2023. And speaking of uh, games, your first preseason game, uh, you welcome Utah to Silverback, Silverbacks Park this Saturday, February 4th. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. And then yeah. this sprung up just today, uh, Chicago Hounds, the American Raptors, February 10th. Seems like an early spring break trip to Panama City, Florida. That's uh, yes. that's, that's really that's really fun. Um, but you've got to be excited to get back to what we all want, right? And that's, that's rugby on the field. Uh, what, are, yes. what are the expectations for the team uh, this season? Uh, the expectation, I mean, I think that the, the – the players say that um, they're very excited to get back out on the pitch and do what they love, which is put on a great show for our loyal fans and our new fans. Of course, the goal is always to bring home the MLR shield. But, you know, we strive for progress every day. We strive for executing the plan. We strive for being great humans. And, yeah, just putting on a great show for our fans. We were mentioning a little bit earlier, we brought up Silverbacks park um you know you just recently signed a multi-year deal with rugby atl um again rugby's been played a silverback for for years by local clubs not just rugby but also you know soccer ultimate frisbee etc it's a really well used facility uh how important was it to the club to sign this long tier long i can't talk long-term deal uh and also can you tell us more about the deal how long is it for yeah sure it was definitely important for us to put a stake in the ground um, with Silverbacks Park. It's a great place for us to grow. Um, in, in renting out the entire facility, we now have these like uh, surrounding fields where we can bring our Friday night youth sessions now mm. um, to game days, so kids can actually get a great experience playing on you know either the uh, not just kids but also club teams get time on our main field or the surrounding field. So it's really going to become a hub of rugby on game days. So we really felt it was important to invest in that so that we can continue to build up the community of rugby here in Atlanta. It's a, it's a currently a three-year deal. Um, again, great place to grow. They've been incredible partners. We learned a lot last year from an operational standpoint. They've made, they've made a lot of facility upgrades. They've um, streamlined operations. So um, the challenges that some of our fans experienced last year certainly will not happen again. We've got more night matches. So certainly kids that um, uh, freeze up kids to, of course, play rugby during Saturday afternoons, but come to our matches in the evenings. So uh, we were hyper-focused on improving the fan experience at Silverbacks Park. And what upgrades? So I have a, a listener asked, just DM'd us some questions. One of them was just what you just answered. They were wondering if there would be more theme nights or T-shirt nights, oh, you know, yeah. more night games, that kind of thing. Other, also, with that, I mean, can you announce any any kind of themes out there? And also, uh, they're wondering if there's any more maybe food or beverage beverage options at Silverbacks. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Willie B's, the on-site restaurant, will continue to service fans, but also we'll be bringing in food trucks um, and food vendors such as Heaps Pies. We're in conversations with a couple different uh, Mexican and Latin food trucks. So yes, there'll be absolutely more food options to one, cut down on the wait time, but also just offer fans more variety. We don't, you know, Mm -hmm. eat the same thing. But as far as theme nights go they are on our uh, schedule on our website but um opening night is just party at the pitch so um (laughs) we'll have a dj when people walk up to the front we'll have a beyonce impersonator um at halftime so it'll be very fun vibes for all the fans who are coming march 4th is college night march 18th is bark in the park so bring your dog April 8th, turning ATL green. We've got a family day of military and first responders day. We've got a a game where we'll be doing dress your uh, birth decade. So that could be fun. And then an international match. So certainly something for everyone. We just want to have some fun, right? We just want to like party at the pitch every match in some way, shape or form. So that, you know, whether people understand what's happening on the pitch yet or not, what they're going to leave saying and thinking is, wow, that was so exciting and so much fun. Um, I'm totally coming back. So, so generally speaking, Amanda, you know, you, you know about the game, obviously through your brother or whatever else, and you, you've dealt with professional sports, with NASCAR, that kind of stuff. But generally speaking with the game of rugby, not just Atlanta and anywhere else, but the game itself, what has impressed you the most about the game and its fan base? Or maybe kind of like made you go, wow, I can't believe they're crazy or whatever, that kind of thing. (laughs) I think a big surprise for me was I've truly enjoyed getting to know our players. They're just um, really delightful, down-to-earth people um, that have seen the world. And um, I think it's the humble nature of the sport that was a, um, a wonderful surprise and mm-hmm. it's something I've just really enjoyed um, being around. So, um, yeah, I think that that would be my answer. Amanda, as we, um, <clears throat> I know we got a couple of minutes left here, but um, yeah, you know, as you kind of project, you know, three, five, maybe ten years out, a lot of exciting big events coming up, right? USA is going to host the Rugby World Cup in, in thirty one and thirty three, yep. which is really exciting. Um, we've had a lot of conversations with a lot of uh, women's eagles. We've led them on the program and. 20 plus are playing in the premier league and we always ask them about you know the opportunity you know to build up the wpl you know the women's professional league here uh in the u.s and you've you've had a couple of interviews where you've talked about potentially maybe some you know sister clubs or women's teams associated with Mm -hmm. mlr clubs yeah i guess talk a little bit about that how um is that kind of on the roadmap um, of the next couple of years and kind of what, you know, obviously a bigger question, what needs to happen with rugby in the U.S.? I don't expect you to answer that question, but, um, you know, in terms of being able to try and, and create and, and develop some sister clubs with with, ML, with rugby ATL and other MLR clubs, how's that kind of progressing? Where are you thinking along those lines? I would be absolutely delighted if we had an opportunity to, to bring a women's team under the rugby ATL umbrella. It certainly uh, was part of conversations last year, just as far as like it being part of a longer term plan. You know, we need to grow rugby ATL first Mm -hmm. and then and then think to develop a a women's team under our umbrella. But it would absolutely be a goal. Um, I just can't necessarily put a timeline to it, but um, it's certainly on the radar. 
and until then, you know, we we want to do a better job of um, engaging the women's club teams and um, university teams in the region. So that's certainly something that um, is on the radar. Uh, and, and another fan question for you, Amanda, um, yeah. similar, similar idea, like a partnership, whatever, you know, Utah Warriors announced a, a, a partnership recently with an overseas club. Any talks at all with your club with anyone else right now? Uh, not at this time. Not at this time. I mean, the, really, the focus, of course, is um, us continuing to support the rugby community here in our backyard. So, yeah, no international alliances at this point. All right. Last thing before we let you go, uh, one of my and this is Fitzy is just for you, by the way. One of my former teammates where I played rugby in Atlanta, uh, <laughs> he wrote me a message today. He said, please thank Amanda for buying me or give me a free beer at some event this past year. So I don't know what it was. He said, thank you, uh, Dominic. You know, anyway. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. Hopefully we can uh, do that again. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, Amanda, thank you so much for giving us your time here. I know you're very busy getting ready for the season to begin. Again, thanks for joining us, and good luck this year. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a great night. All right, you too. Thank you so much. Hey, fans. Thank you for tuning in to this replay of Twitter Spaces USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. That was just the first half of the show. Be sure to check out the second half as well and previous shows here on the USA Rugby Happy Hour Live podcast on your favorite podcast player. Now, go check out the other shows. 